Welcome to Tits and Awesome Stories. Oh my god, Liz! I do that too sometimes. Look, look, look. That's how these are. Oh my god! I'm an old man! I'm Curvy, and I'm Liza. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. And what are you talking about today? You have something for us. I well, searched actually, up. You can keep this, but you can <laughs> read about it. I don't want it either. <laughs> I did the history of gonorrhea because I listened to a podcast called um, This Podcast Will Kill Us, or Kill You, This Podcast Will Kill You, and it's so good and they're both people who do research about medical things i think they went to school for something but um i listened to that podcast and i thought it was so fascinating so i went ahead and did some research on it and i thought this would be a good episode to cover um use condom definitely because this is gross <laughs> definitely <laughs> all right so this is what is gonorrhea Gonorrhea is a bacterial infection caused by the Neisseria gonorrhea, however you say that, bacterium. And a person can catch it by getting, making contact with semen and vaginal fluids. For that reason, it is an STD that both men and women can contract through oral, anal, and vaginal sex with someone who carries the infection. Ow. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. I can only imagine mm. what it'd be like in your throat. In your throat? Or <laughs> your booty hole. Ow. Oh. oh. You can catch yeah, you can catch it in during anal sex, so I'm like, ooh yeah. Oh. I wonder if you can catch it. So say somebody has it oral and you don't know. I wonder if they can give it to you orally through your butthole. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but I have the weirdest picture in my head right now. That's like, <laughs> oh my god, oh it hurts so much to laugh. Oh god, sorry guys, I went to the gym yesterday and it kicked my ass, and I'm paying for it today. She's hurting in places you didn't know you could hurt. Whoa, oh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I'm good. Gonorrhea is one of the most prevalent prevalent STDs globally, especially in people between 15 and 24 years of age. Huh? I'm past 24, so I don't have to worry about that. Man, all these kids sticking tongues and buttholes and like, gosh. <laughs> I just want to know. I'm very curious at this point now. See, see, I went down a dark hole and I can't get out. That's, that's <laughs> Though the bacteria stay in vaginal fluids and semen, they can cause infections and complications within the throat, mouth, ears, ears, <laughs> eyes. Uh... <laughs> 
There was a fan guy episode. Oh my god, yeah, it was. Ear sex. Listen, okay. I'm not gonna kink shame anybody, but I don't think it's really a good idea to stick your dick in someone's ear. That, that ow. Like, you oh. either have to have a very small dick or. Like. Yeah. It was only that big. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that was an inside joke. Ming mm. knows all about it. Yes. <laughs> we'll have to uh, dive into that one episode. That, okay, guys, we have something for you. Send us your either worst sex story or the best sex story you've ever had. Yes. I want, we want to do an episode on that. That would be so much fun. Yes. Just start with like our fans or our supporters, all your guys' stories. That'd be fun. Yeah. When we get the chance to do those, Mm -hmm. uh, Bailey gave us a story. Yeah. And he told you about that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have to get more details from her, but it sounds like it's a pretty good story from what I've heard so far. So that'll be fun. We, we've decided that we're going to do embarrassing stories every so many episodes because we find them really fun to do and we yes. like to make everyone laugh. So that works out really well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Back where I was. Um, it's not ears, it's eyes. Uh, eyes, anus, um, cervix, u- urethra, mm-hmm. uterus, uh, vagina, and fallopian, fallopian tubes, fallopian Philippians six three. So this is interesting. Also, it says pregnant women with gonorrhea can pass the infection to their babies during birth. I did know that actually. Yes, I did not. I did not know that. I knew that if someone had AIDS, they could pass it through to their child, but I didn't know that you could give your baby an STD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Imagine being born and your first moment in the world is why does everything I have hurt and itch? Exactly. Yeah. Estimates for people who are infected, but asymptomatic range from 10% to 50%. Wow. Making it challenging to know who has the condition without a gonorrhea test. So it's always a good idea to get the 10 panel STD test from rapid STD testing at least once a year or when you change partners. I personally, for my well-being and for my peace of mind, told my doctor that I would like to be tested um, every time I come just to be on the giggity. <laughs> every time I go to the doctor, that way... I know, and I don't yeah. have to worry because I did end up with an STD that I didn't know I had when I was pregnant with my youngest son. And it, they told me and I was like, oh my God, I never showed any symptoms at all yeah. for it. So it was kind of scary because I didn't know, I didn't know how long I had it. And I ended up passing it to my partner and I was very upset over that. Mm-hmm. So he was gone as a kid. Yeah, like you can, you can get tested for it, like you said, every time you go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. My doctor, because of um, my thyroid, mm-hmm. automatically does blood testing and everything like once every three to six months. Yeah. It just depends. 
So I, when I go in there, I told them I want you to do a full panel, including STDs, everything mm -hmm. when I go in. Yeah, so. I completely agree with that. Mm -hmm. I did, yeah, I had blood drawn for um, to check some stuff and she just went ahead and added it to the panels. So they were able to check for that. Yes, too. so get tested. Oh, yeah. It is important. Frequently. Get tested frequently. You know, you should get tested every so many months just to be on the safe side because you never know. Keep your shit clean. Especially if you are not using condoms or not taking any precautions mm -hmm. to prevent them, um, you definitely want to get tested. Some of the common symptoms of gonorrhea in women and men include painful urination. Urinating um, may produce a burning sensation when the gonorrhea bacterium is present in the urethra. You'll need to schedule same-day STD tests to uncover the reason for the painful burning since other conditions can cause the same symptoms. You'll also experience discharge. Gonorrhea infection often includes ab abnormal discharge from the penis or vagina. Uh, penile discharge can be green or oh. yellow or white. And women may notice an unusual increase in vaginal discharge that may be discolored as well. Oh. So, yeah, get tested, kids, because you don't want green shit coming out your dickhead. I'm just throwing that out there. That's not attractive. Ain't no one going to want to put that in their mouth. Oh, man. <laughs> Weirdest money shot ever. <laughs> That's so fucking gross. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Um, another thing that you can experience is swollen or burning glands in the throat. Since mm. oral transmission is possible with gonorrhea, throat glands can become enlarged and painful. Oh, that would suck. Yeah, because you go in there thinking, oh, I have strep throat. Nope, you have gonorrhea in your throat. Can you imagine having all these symptoms at once and your dick is oozing green? Ugh. Like. Oh, wait, it gets, it gets better. Oh, okay. Some people may notice symptoms in their rectal area if they contract the infection through anal sex. Rectal symptoms may include anal itching, soreness, rectal bleeding, painful bowel movements, and anal discharge. Oh. Oh. You still wipe your ass and it's all green and yellow. <laughs> I'm radioactive! <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. It's so gross. I can't. Yeah. Mm. Other less common symptoms of gonorrhea in women are abdominal pain, painful intercourse, and bleeding between periods. Men may develop pain or swelling in their testicles also. Oh. Like, so. the one for the women, like, female symptoms, those suck. Like, they do. Yeah. But... I was just scratching. They're going to hear that. Sorry. ASMR. But no, like, so the female problems, they suck, mm. but it almost seems like the male problems might be a little worse. I, I think the males get the real shit end of the deal because it seems like with women, they don't seem to show symptoms as much as men right. do. Like when my ex-husband found out he had cancer, he just literally woke up one day and one of his testicles was size of grapefruit. Jesus. And he said when he was younger, he found out he had chlamydia because they did the same thing. They gotcha. swelled up real big. Well, not his 
testicles his penis it swelled up to the sand like he said it was the size of a pop can i was like damn dude damn ow damn <laughs> oh, if only you didn't have chlamydia if only it would have been fun oh oh so now i'm gonna get into a little bit of the history of it um it is one of the oldest sexual transmitted transmitted infections known to mankind. I did not know that. Yeah. And there is some conflict regarding its exact or, um, origin. Or, yes. Origin. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Just let me rub the air. Oh yeah, are you like rubbing a crystal ball there? How do you say that word? <laughs> uh, so, but according to the general consist con consensus consensus, <laughs> you got this. I can't talk today. You got this. I got faith in Maybe you. Maybe I should talk like cavemen. Disease bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the disease has been present from ancient times. Oh. Gonorrhea was termed strangeria by Hippocrates in um, 460, no, not 460, 375 BC. Wow. Who claimed that it resulted from the pleasures of Venus. And that was celsius from 25 bc to 50 a.d was well aware of gonorrhea and its complications he used to catheterize patients with urethra strictures 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 i can't pronounce anything y'all I, I yeah i'm terrible at english apparently uh the famed greek physician galen who lived from 130 to 200 AD called the condition gonorrhea using the Greek term go gonos, which is semen, and rhodia to flow. So the semen flow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the only thing. All I can think about is green shit coming somebody's dick. I know. It's like I have this I image in my head that won't go away. You know what? What is in my head is the image is like that the slime that's green. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, cool. just green colored slime. Oh, yeah. Oh no, I'm thinking about like, you know, if you ever get like an abscess or um, a boil or something, oh, that yeah. nasty shit that comes out of that them, cottage cheese type stuff. Yeah, that's I, that's what I'm like picturing. Everybody that's listening is so grossed out right now. <laughs> could paint that pretty image for <laughs> we, you we just had to we had to work it out that way the people listening to us could actually get this image in their head too and now not only are we traumatized by this but so the fuck are you now yes just you get to sharing is caring enjoy guys. this ride with us but don't share gonorrhea <laughs> no no that type of sharing is no no good <laughs> all right the disease was prevailed 
in ancient Greece as well as Rome, where soldiers in Julius Caesar's army reportedly reportedly suffering suffered from it. Oh my goodness. That doesn't surprise me yeah. because the Romans, like especially their their like superstars, their um Colosseum fighters and mm -hmm. stuff like that, they also would work as sex workers. And oh, I didn't yeah, know that. So you could go sleep with your favorite athlete for back then but like they is from what i understand they fucked each other like crazy well, like that it was such a huge part of their their culture yeah. was sex well like just like i was going to do the history of the swimming pool because my fiance said something that was really cool about it but i couldn't find what he was talking about mm -hmm. but it all talked back into roman times mm -hmm. where they would have like these giant swimming pools and people could get in it and socialize yeah. or they could bathe in it and they would be and, naked yeah and they would bathe and people would be having sex right then and there and see what the fuck happened to those times We'd wild be... times see i'm taking that trip to to uh Florida to go visit some family and I'm finding me a nude beach and I'm taking some only fan pictures. Um, I don't know where in Florida there are nude beaches. There are nudist colonies, so I'm not sure if there's an actual nude beach in Florida. Can you go in the nudist colonies? Yes, you can. Absolutely. So yeah. you can go as a visitor and you don't have to walk around naked. You can leave your clothes on, hmm. but they do that so people can come in and look at like the housing and things like that. Wow. But you're going to see a bunch of frog butts. You know, old, when you get old, your butt looks like a frog, but, you know. <laughs> I know a couple people that ain't old that have frog butts. Yeah, this is true. There are some people out there. <laughs> and they're so bad to laugh. <laughs> oh. oh. And my shorts that keep riding up to... Your shorts that go up to your neck. <laughs> oh my god. Looks so beautiful right now. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, there's a cat here. I have a cat for this set. Fucking parkour and hit you in the head. <laughs> At like three in the morning. Right? <sighs> you get the zoomies at the worst fucking possible time. Yes, they do. Jumping off of everything. I love my cat. Your cats are cute. There's the spawn of Satan. We have an attack kitty. I swear to God, she thinks she's a dog. She'll Aww. greet you at the door and then she has to sniff you. And then sometimes she'll just fucking attack you. My mom was sitting on the couch and she had her hair in a ponytail and she kept whack, like whapping at it. And then all of a sudden she just like lunged and bit the top of her head. <laughs> and she just kept doing it. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh my Stop gosh. It. I've had to put them in the bedroom because they would attack my youngest son's therapist. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm trying to have people in the house for important things and the fucking cat keeps <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> oh, there's a sponsor Satan. Gonorrhea soon became associated with prostitution and brothels. Documents from English par Parliament? In 1161, described a law that the government enacted to help the country reduce the spread of the the perilous infirmity of burning. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate you. 
Uh, King Louis, whichever Roman noodle that is, of France enacted similar regulations in um, 1256. The earliest findings for treating the clap, which did you know that gonorrhea is actually the clap, not chlamydia? I did not know that until you told me the other day. That is just, it blew my mind. Yeah. And it's also called the drip. And I the drip do, makes perfect sense yeah. now. Okay. Uh, that apparently is what they call it in the military is the drip. The drip? Yeah. And down in my notes a little bit, I will go over um, the clap. Um, but we'll get back to that. The earliest findings for treating the clap using mercury go back to Mary Rose, an English warship that sank in 1545. Doctors would use surgical tools like those on the ship to inject mercury into the urethra to oh. cure the condition because mercury was known to be an antibacterial properties. Yeah, just you know, short so, the lifespan yeah. by so a few years hold it, there. And they're just taking this needle and basically going down in it. I wonder how high like penile cancer became. I don't know, but yeah, oh it's like this God. rod that they would shoot down in there. Jesus. So I I apologize, man, but that sucks mm. for you. Yeah, you thought, for those of you as a man that have gotten a catheter, you thought that was bad? Holy shit. Yeah, this was a rod. Now, I'm not talking rubber rod. Ooh. I'm talking like metal rod. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. In the 1600s, people believed an, ex an excess of semen caused gonorrhea. Herbalists would use... <laughs> they would use flowering, such as... Permithurus, uh, it's a it's a flower. That oh, plant. amaranthus. Yes, and roasted apple pulp to treat symptoms. The treatment of gonorrhea dates back to the 16th century when mercury was injected. All right, so isn't, isn't amaranthus part of the nightshade family? I don't know. I was thinking it was because depending on what nightshade it is, nightshade can be very deadly. Yeah, I knew that. I knew that if you basically, if you make it up in a powder and mix it in something, you kill somebody. Did you know tomatoes are part of the nightshade family? That makes a lot of sense. No wonder red sauce hurts everybody. Jesus. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Karen. And now I don't think I ever want to eat a tomato again. Hasn't killed you yet. <laughs> we're all dying slowly, so. Yes, we're all, we're all slowly getting there. Uh, the disease was also referred to as a clap, referring to the clapping sensation experienced by the infected, infected person during urination. Others believe that the name for, the name is derived from the ancient treatment of clapping an infected penis on either side with a big book to remove the pus. I don't feel bad at all. <laughs> that sucks for you, but you don't want to got gonorrhea. Oh, I mean, back then they didn't have condoms, I don't think. No, I'm pretty sure all through history. So they used to use sheet bladder and things like that for condoms. Huh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I learned, I looked up the history of sex toys because that's one of the ones we're going to do. And there were some very interesting things mm -hmm. in there um, that kind of blew my mind. What was it you told me about the the goat's eyes? 
Oh yeah, we talked about that already on the Oddities episode. Yeah, well, it talked about it in the history of sex toys. They used to use goats' eyelids with the lashes still attached to them. They would use them as cock rings. And when we do that episode, I did save a bunch of pictures from the articles that I read just so I could post them on um, Instagram and Facebook so you guys can actually see what we're talking about. Um, for the people that, of course, well, I'm not going to have the pictures up for you guys either, but um, that way everybody can see the different sex toys throughout history because I thought yeah, it was that'll really be cool. cool. Some others are of the opinion that the word the clap is derived from the French brothels known as Les Clapper. It's called the clap from clapping them cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, wear the disease quiet quite rampant so in this brothel apparently everybody had well yeah all it would take in a brothel is like one one person person and that's it they would spread that around oh my gosh um this name translates as rabbit huts um referring to the small huts in which the prostitutes lived in in those days men were considered victims and women the cause the basic biology of the female reproduction tract was mistakenly thought to breed disease since it was believed to provide adequate um, warmth and moisture for mic- microbial. Microbial. I was never meant to work in medicine, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, my, and growth, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, here we go. In the 1700s, they used powdered coral. coral and black claw tips from crabs replaced herbal concoctions. What? Uh-huh. That's so weird. Right? Black claw tips of crabs. They're like, they had to have ground it down in the powder. Yeah. Poor crabs, they didn't do anything. Their fault you got gone, right? <laughs> in the 18th century, Quantity and quality of pus from the urethra determine the choice of treatment. Those with mild symptoms received um, bland fluids, while extreme measures such as bloodletting and urethra lavage. Lavage. I'm not sure. I think it's lavage. Were adopted for patients with severe symptoms. Urethra lavage, a painful procedure, including included introducing introduction of a catheter through the urethra and flushing the urethra with water. The quantity of water used was the maximum the patient could tolerate. It was believed that the success of the treatment... Apparently I cut my note off right there because it doesn't say anything else. It was believed that the success of the treatment, I'm assuming, said it worked. I guess I apologize. I was half asleep and taking care of toddler. Yeah, I would assume that's where you're going with that. Yeah. So the physician experienced the venereal problems, and their treatment was inevitably painful, though they varied widely. Henry Downing reported that he'd had a three-month salvation. Is that how you say that? Salivation. Salivation? Mm-hmm. To treat venereal diseases when he was in his 20s. By 1726, he was ricketing 
frail and you say that one sedentary sedentary we're gonna learn together here oh we're gonna let's find out shall we yeah i guess i'm intrigued here. to know he was rickety frail and i'm assuming that has to be like incoherent maybe like a tight tending to spend much time seated somewhat inactive so yeah he yeah was somewhat just co very coherent yeah. yeah like lethargic or... yeah his physical symptoms included pain throughout his body heart palpitations, heat and pain in his anus scrotum and urethra and difficulty urinating and scaly rough skin a pretty miserable existence this shit is on fire! <laughs> oh, oh god! And <laughs> our chunk is on fire! Oh shit! Oh, my eyes are sticking together. Damn, lash glue. Huh. I think we're good. My eyes are gonna match up. That's what's gonna happen. Okay, I'm gonna ask you how to say this one. Okay, what it be? And I don't know if you're gonna be able to say it. Mercuria chrome? Mercurio chrome? Merc Mercurochrome? Mercuri we'll go with that. Mercurochrome. Um, a deviation of fluorescence, fluorescence and bromine and mercury was prepared by the young ETAL, a urology professor, professor at John Hopkins Hospital which was considered as an effect remedy. Three mm. to six infusions of 1% of mercurochrome. Mercurochrome. I, I would say that's what that is. Yeah. Solution were injected at in- Intravenously. Yeah, intravenously at an increased dose, a few days apart. The infection, when given a 50% glucose solution, was more effective. Bacteridum. Oh, bacteridum. so you mean to tell me that if you take all the stuff that is bad to inject in your body, but you put a little sugar with it, <laughs> it's okay. Uh, you know, it's got a little spice to the life. <laughs> um, uh, mercury and the direct stimulation of antibiotic, antibacterial substances were were thought to play a role was directly proportional to the discomfort experienced by the patient during the procedure. The treatment was repeated for two to three consecutive days. Mm. Ouch. In the 1800s, the goal of the doctors was to alleviate the infection, inflammation, and discharge using drugs like sandalwood oil and copper bile. No, that's not how that's it. Cop, uh, bye. I skipped that one. Um, they were either capsules or they were injected straight into the urethra. I would have chose the capsules. But yeah, I would me. take the capsules too. I personally have, I know what it feels like to get capped and I don't. Uh, uh. Yeah, it's much worse for men. Mm. Like, much, much worse. My youngest had to have um, a urine screening, and he wasn't um, 
producing enough urine for them to do it, so they had to cat them, oh. and that was the worst experience. Like I, he, I think I cried worse than he did when I got back to the car because I felt so bad right. for him having to go because they can't numb you or anything. They just whoop right in there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until 1879 that Albert Ludwig, I don't know how to say his last name, Neiser produced that the in gonorrhea bacteria was a causative agent of gonorrhea. With this discovery, doctors began applying medical treatments with antiseptic properties to place to places where the infection would hide within the membranes of the urethra and cervix. So this is kind of exciting because this is where medicine is starting to evolve yeah, yeah. and they're starting to actually be able to use a more modern type science to mm -hmm. figure out exactly yeah, what's going on. Yeah, you can tell throughout history how it evolved and mm -hmm. how we ended up with what we ended up with. Mm -hmm. So it is really intriguing. I thought it was it so is. cool. It is. Um, before Nesser's discovery, treating gonorrhea symptoms was incredibly invasive and sometimes dangerous. Mm -hmm. One of the earliest treatments involved the mercury, a natural chemical. I know it says it over and over in here, but I told you I was half asleep, guys. I think I read the same thing over and over, and I was just like, oh, this sounds good. Yeah, uh, this sounds good. It just cracks me up, though, <laughs> how they would use such toxic... I mean, even to this day, we still tend to use toxic yeah, it, things. But back then, that was their, like, oh, okay. Yeah, this let's toxic, try this. This, to this is toxic. This is toxic. Sure, let's we'll just throw it all load it all together and put it in your body. <laughs> What's Fuck. the worst that could happen? You know, you could kill over, but it's all right. You're going to die eventually that. anyway. I mean... <laughs> Uh, it does say a natural chemical element toxic to the digestive, immune, and nervous systems. Mm -hmm. um, by the 1800s, mercury gave way to silver, silver night. The treatment didn't last long, though. Protargol, a type of silver, was sold by Bayer. Bayer? B-A-Y-E-R. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Bayer in 1887 so that drug has been around since the 1800s yeah wow as an alternative drug in the 19th century an indonesian type of pepper and balsam extract from a, a south american tree were used in treatments with veritable results heat therapy was advocated as an effective treatment for gonorrhea in 1913 initially limited to gonococcal, gonococcal, yeah, arthritis. Yeah, we're going with that. That word. <laughs> it found a place in the management of genital disease as well. Um, so silver nitrate, that is that, right? Mm -hmm. Nitrate, okay. One of the widely used drugs in the 19th century was replaced by the protargol, silver proteinic. Maybe I should have picked a different story because I can't pronounce none of no, these words. No, we're good. Keep going. Uh, from 1897, this was marked by Bayer. The silver-based treatment was in use until the first antibiotics arrived in 1940s. When people call gonorrhea the drip, they are referring to the primal, primary symptoms of the infection. So the discharge yeah. from the penis and the vagina. Um, 
However, discharge from a symptom of other STDs such as chlamydia, which often confuses people about which STD they possibly have if they mm -hmm. experience drippy or runny discharge. It says why, why it's called the clap. So now we'll get into this, why it was originally called it. The more frequent used slang for gonorrhea is the clap. Unlike the drip, the reason why people say the clap is less certain. The earliest findings for treatment was of course the mercury going back to Mary Rose, an English warship that had sank in 1545. I just repeated that. She's just, uh, we'll just skip. Bayer's medicine and other drugs with metallic com compounds weren't the most popular treatments of the time. In the 1859, the I don't know if I just kept reading this same one and just kept typing because I was listening to us as I was doing my notes and gotcha. also taking care of my gotcha. toddler. So I probably kept reading the same thing and just typing well, it every okay. time. We can, um, well, I say we, but if I repeat myself I can multiple times, yeah, he'll he can take it out of there or you can leave it in. I really don't care. Um, healthcare professionals continued treat me, treating patients with gonorrhea using other drug treatments until the 1940s, thanks to the discovery of penicillin and antibiotic. Until then, medical treatment schedules were invasive and intensive, mm -hmm. often required a different medical for every every day of the week. Jeez, imagine going and having to take an entire week and go every day to get some other weird quack job. Yeah, yeah. Fucking like, okay, we're going to try this one today. Oh, that didn't work, so we're going to try this one today. And they're all toxic things that you're putting in people's bodies until they came out, of course, with penicillin. Uh, penicillin... Uh, revelation, revelationized gonorrhea treatment because it was effective but with fewer side effects than other medical treatments. With antibiotics, patients no longer needed to undergo complicated therapies. Penicillin-based antibiotics treatments continued until the 1970s when penicillin-resistant gonorrhea strains appeared. So you finally get a treatment and then now you're going to have strains that that won't treat. Which... This is a crazy concept to some people, but believe it or not, viruses and things will adapt to medicine over time. Yep. And that's how you get different variants. And that is why you have to treat when mm -hmm. it changes because it becomes immune to certain medications. Yeah. It learns. So it's wild I how much know. That's, that's a diseases hard... and viruses and everything. It, it's wild that they can adapt to whatever they're being treated by and then prevent it from working. It, it, I blow my mind. It does. I just, I'm so intrigued by it. I know. I should have went to school to be a nurse. Oh, that would be fun. I think you'd make a good nurse. See, I was a CNA for a long time and the nurses wanted me to go to nursing school. I think you'd make a good nurse. But Not too late. I, I ain't got the time for school. <laughs> trying to do homework as I'm driving to India every other day. Oh gosh. Uh, despite the folk medical treatments, people had to treat gonorrhea throughout the centuries. Some treatments may have been more hands-on and harsh. For instance, some theories ex ex oh my God. some theories exist that med med medieval doctors would try to alleviate men's discharge by inflammation by the clapping. So basically, 
Imagine sticking your dick on a, on a table and this doctor just takes this giant ass book and slams it down on your dick. That is what they would do to try to get the infection out of your penis. So, it's no longer round, it's fucking flat. Pancake dick. <laughs> it would be a thick dick and it gets squashed and that motherfucker would be laying like this and be the same size as a damn book. Uh, the treatment, which lacks evidence, would have been a disturbing process of clapping or slapping the infected penis between heavy objects from the doctor's hands to force the pus-like emissions from the urethra. Mm -hmm. if, in, 1960, in 1986, the World Health Organization, who... <laughs> <laughs> uh, recommended doctors only administrate uh, penicillin to treat gonorrhea in regions where antimicrobial antimicrobial resistance wasn't high. However, the knowledge of antibiotic resistance wasn't new because scientists had documented in the 1940s. Today, the Center of Disease Control recommends a two-part therapy using dual antibiotics to combat in gonorrhea in different ways. The proper medicine will cure the infection even though the bacterial continues developing resistance to antibiotic medicines. Gonorrhea can be prevented with the use of condoms, having sex with only one person who is uninfected, and by, having, and by not having sex. Well, that's no fun. That's a terrible suggestion. Fuck that. Treatments is usually with by injection and by mouth. I don't know how to say it. I'm sorry. Okay, what is it? That one right there. Ceftrioxone? And then, Ceftrioxone? And then that one. And is a as as a throw as a throwmycin that sounds azithromycin yes. azithromycin yes okay yeah yes, i got yes. that right. <laughs> i have heard that before i just i have know. to it just hit me <laughs> okay uh resistance was developed to many previously used antibiotics and higher doses of syphilis yeah are occasionally required um Retesting is required three months after treatment. Sexual oh. partner or sexual partners from the last two months should also be treated. I did not realize that. Man, gonorrhea is a bitch. When I had chlamydia, I think I know who I had gotten it from, and I had had two more sexual partners before I had been mm. with my youngest son's dad. So I then had to message these people and say, I my exact words was. You can say anything you want to me. I already feel disgusting, but this is what happened. I told them, and then I said, please go get tested and treated. I remember you telling me about this. We were standing out on your porch, and you were you were pregnant, right, at the time? Mm -mm, I had no, already had him. Pregnant. Okay. Oh, this I, is yeah, after. Yeah. My bad. Okay. So, yeah, and then you had just had him not too long mm -hmm. before that, right? Okay. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. yeah I that remember was back when... That was back when we started really starting to hang out all the time. Yeah, you were, you were so irritated. That was... 
and I don't blame you. I don't even want to remember all those days. Lord yeah. have mercy. Mm. It says gonorrhea affects about 0.8% of women and 0.6% of men. And an estimated 33 to 106 million new cases occur every year. Okay, look, that's a high number, so y'all need to get out there and get your shit tested. Just yeah. Out of the 498 million new cases of curable STD, which include syphilis, chlamydia, and tri It's, um, I've heard of it before. I have too, but I don't know how to pronounce that. Trichomoniasis? Trichomoniasis? I can't yeah, remember probably, how to pronounce it, but I've heard of it before. There's gotta be people that are like, these bitches are dumb. I know. That's why, <laughs> that's why they laugh at us. Um, infections in women mostly commonly occur when they are young adults. In, and it says in 2015, it caused about 700 deaths. That's a lot of people that mm-hmm. die from an STD that is easily treatable. Yep. Descriptions of the disease date back to before the common era within the Old Testament. The current name was first used by Greek physician Galen before 200 CE, who referred to it as an unwanted discharge of semen. That's crazy. it's, It's wild. That whole thing is wild because as I'm listening to this podcast, We're in the car going somewhere and my fiance's with me and I have to pause it because he's like, no, 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 we got to skip that. That hurts me just to think about. (laughs) You got to skip that part. So that basically they were explaining what many, like the tools that they would use to shove down in their penis. And Mm -hmm. I, I just, it all takes me back to a kid in a sandbox. Do you know that one? No. It's, a, it's called Two Kids in a Sandbox, and it's this girl oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that vibrator. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, yeah, I've seen it. So I can only imagine. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. So for all of you that stayed with us throughout this, the men probably were like, fuck this episode. I don't want to hear about shit being shoved down in people's dicks. Well, it works out because I think we have more female listeners, which is really surprising. I mean, yeah. Which I think is amazing. Not that I don't want oh, non-female yeah. listeners, whatever yeah. you identify as or, you know, whatever. But I think it's it's just kind of funny to me that we assumed we would have a higher male audience when we started. Yeah. Which we do kind of on, on OnlyFans. I have, like, I don't even remember how many subs that I actually have on there, but they get to witness it. So it doesn't show up on, like, our statistics for who listens to it and what age group Mm -hmm. we have. So we don't know how many men actually watch us, but for our audio, we have more women than men. We do. We do. Yeah. So men, even though you like to see us topless, if you ever want to listen to us, check us out on Anchor. I know a couple of guys who are actually excited about the audio format. Oh really? That's cool. They could listen to it at work and things like that. Mm -hmm. You don't get in trouble for watching porn that way. Exactly. You just stick your earbuds in, you're good to go. And then you get to listen to us. And I just want to do a big whisper, 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 whisper. Get your shit checked. STD testing. Get your shit together. Yeah. Get it tested so you don't have to slam your dick in a book. Ow. (laughs)
So I find this episode very intriguing. Yeah. Um, it was just, I apologize for not being able to pronounce like 95% of the words. I really apologize. I think I have a speech impediment because sometimes I will stutter too. So. You can have a little bit of a one. A yeah. little bit of a one. <laughs> a little bit of one. I got you, girl. I knew what you were saying. Apparently I have one too, so it's okay. <laughs> So what did you find the most intriguing out of this story? The most intriguing to me was, like I said, it was the advancement of medicine, mm -hmm. where it started and where it ended up. And I just think that's cool because I just, I like science. I find it interesting because I had read an article that actually talked about um, some of the scriptures in the Bible could have been about gonorrhea. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I find it fascinating that it was back in... BC era all the way up to now you know yeah, what I mean that's I mean, it's, it's wild for a while the oldest known that's that just intrigued me so much to know that this was the very first STD and it makes me wonder where the fuck did it come from good question so we I mean we'll never we'll never know exactly where it came from I don't know maybe one day in the future technology will be like super amazing and they can somehow trace it maybe that would be really cool i like mean science will come so far that they can look at it and be like oh so somebody stuck a fucking whatever on their dick and now we know sorry the pharmacy's calling <laughs> it's time to pick up your psych meds I think it's rather amusing that we're talking about gonorrhea and they're like sorry the pharmacy just called me <laughs> Your cream's ready. <laughs> Perfect timing. <laughs> I was good timing, really. So yeah, I, I thought it was all very interesting. I think that it would be cool if maybe in the future we did another yeah. episode on like a history I, of a certain STD. I or looked up before I picked gonorrhea. I actually picked syphilis or not syphilis, um, chlamydia because I had had it once and I just wanted to know the history about it. So I'd like to do the history on that. Mm -hmm. Maybe we can collaborate together and find- Yeah, definitely. Um, conversation, like a, not conversation. Find different, um, sorry, I keep thinking I'm a burp, but it's like right there. It says nope. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I just, I think, I don't know, I find them intriguing. I find medical things intriguing. Like I do too. They're just, I like watching just like the oddities of people who's donated their bodies to science mm -hmm. and those different kind of museums that you can go to, mm -hmm. to see those things. I think that's awesome. And it's so cool. Yeah. And I debated, um, whether or not I wanted to donate my body to science just so they could find out, like I have polycystic ovarian syndrome. So that's something they could study and find mm -hmm. out more about it. Or just like my son, he has two, three different heart conditions. So if he yeah. ever wanted to, when he's older, decide, okay, well, I'd like to donate my body to science. It would be very interesting. And I actually follow a lady on TikTok. Um, I can't think of her name or I would give her a shout out so you guys could follow her. But she has two children that have... Um, terminal illnesses like they regressed when they were really little so now they're older but they have to be completely cared for and one of her children just passed away from it mm. um, it's called INADS that's the disease that yeah I had never heard of it either 
but both of her children had it. So they were both, her and her husband were carriers for it. That's right. But one of her children has passed away and she had talked about how she do donated his body to science. That's, so that's cool. So they had went ahead and let them take it and he had, they had already took his brain so they could do more testing to figure mm -hmm. out more about INAD. So I just thought it was really cool, like you said, about how much science and medicine Good grief, woman. That's my ankle. You sound like my knees earlier. If y'all heard that, uh, me and Megan are getting fucking old. Yeah, we are. Yeah. God, it hurts so Just a little. Oh, God, the gym kicked my ass, guys. It's going to pop really loud again at some point. Just oh, do it. You. Do it. Make it pop. Oh, oh, girl. That was my toe. Oh, Lord. That's my ankle. I can do that sometimes yeah. where you rotate it and just keep popping. Yeah. Like the next time I go to the chiropractor, they're like, is your jaw supposed to pop whenever you uh, chew? Because mine definitely does. Are you double jointed? I don't know. You I don't might be. So. You might be somewhat double jointed. Dislocate my jaw. That'd be good for head. <laughs> <laughs> Hold up. Let me just pop my jaw. Let, let me hear. Let me just pop that out there. Fake mouth. <laughs> you said you were going to swallow my dick, not my whole body. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just my like my sides so are so. I really, really want to get into shape. Um, since my youngest has autism, and I'll probably have to be with him the rest of his life. I want to be able to run around with him and enjoy life mm -hmm. and and everything. So I'm trying to get fit and healthy and be. I want to have a hot girl summer, even though I'm already. You are a hot girl. I'm. A, I'm beautiful. I'm a motherfucking queen. You want a more toned yes, summer. Yeah. Yes. I would like for my, my booty to be a little bit more Oh, up do the squats. They got some machines at the, the gym that work really good. I can't. My knees hate squats so fucking bad. So this is a good episode. <gasps> I know is. I say that every time, but... It's I, always I, a good episode. Yeah, we I enjoy like it. We have a good time. And when mm -hmm. I explain it to people, I'm always like, we have a blast. It's so much fun just getting together, having girl talk, and and going over different subjects with you. It is, so. I enjoy it. Me too. So as our, what has become our current question, why did you smoke this week? Um, I have a few reasons why I smoked this week. Um, um, a dear friend of mine, um, she is in the process of dying. She's not coming home from the hospital this time. Uh, she was born with cystic fibrosis and um, in 2020, she had a lung um, transplant, and she's now in stage three uh, liver rejection. So now that she's went in, um, she's not coming back out. And the sad part of it all is two weeks ago, I talked to her about actually coming on the podcast and, I remember that. and talking to us, and she was the one that was going to design our website mm -hmm. for us and everything like that. So it's really sad. Um, she's only 28 years old. Uh, they only told her that she would live to be about 16. So she lived a longer life, but she's so young. That's not fair. Um, I don't remember what the other reason was that I drank. I drank. I <laughs> thought about it on the way up here too. I can't remember exactly. The other reason I smoke? Or? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying about having a drink. I was like, man. I don't drink. Up. I, that's what I was going to say. I've never seen you drink. So I was going to be like, yeah. oh man. I'm not a drinker. I'm a smoker. Can't. I, I like to have control of my body and my mind and my thoughts. And if I drink, 
I get to the point where right. I drink too much right. and then I can't control my actions anymore. The only time that I drink is if I'm gonna drink drink. Otherwise yeah. I don't really drink. Yeah, I understand I'm more that. Of a smoker, so yeah, um, your friend, I did not know them and I don't know them personally. I don't mean to use past tense because they're still with us, just yeah. not sure how much not. longer. Um, I don't think she's coherent anymore, so... I don't think so. No, and I just used she, and I apologize for that. Oh, um, I'm sorry, I didn't even correct you when you were talking, I it's apologize. It's okay, yeah, um, they changed their name, um, their name is Sebastian now, and um, when they came out about wanting to change, I was a big supporter for them, um, because that's something that they wanted to do with their life, and I'll always support my friends no matter um, what they want. But, but yeah, Sebastian, I did not know. I don't know personally, but I do have several very good friends that were super close. Mm -hmm. And it breaks my heart that you guys are hurting. Yeah. And it's hard for me to sit back and watch the people I care about hurting because it's such, such a sad thing. I don't, I had accepted death a long time ago for myself, but the people it's around me, different it's, when it's, it's yeah, people. it's hard. I uh, had a friend that passed away um, about a year and a half ago and he had messaged me on Facebook and I missed it and then he ended up dying and I felt so bad because I never messaged him back. I can tell you that I have that exact same guilt with a friend who was very close to me, um, like a brother, and he had messaged me and I was busy. I didn't reach back out to him and then all of a sudden his wife called me to tell me that he had died and i bad i still battle with it to this day i know who you're talking I about aren't don't i yeah i should have answered that message i should have taken a moment to respond to him completely and that was the last time that i ever talked to him it's hard and it being locked out of that facebook account I can't even go to his Facebook page and leave him messages like I normally do, and I can't. It sucks. It does. I get it. Sorry that I have to go through that. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's rough. I mean, death is inevitable. It, it happens. But you don't want it to happen so soon to people that you love and you care about. We all want to grow old and and live a long life and spend our life with someone and it's just like it can be taken away in an instant i can so always tell your friends you love them fuck make it weird if you have to exactly life is too short you just don't know how long you're going to get with the people that yeah you are fortunate enough to to have in your life yeah so why do you smoke this week um, well, I'm still dealing with stuff from the previous time. Mm -hmm. I've got a lot going on and my anxiety has been so ridiculous, like so bad. It's, I'm a mess. <laughs> so that's why I smoke this week. Well, I love your hot mess. No, so. well, thanks. I appreciate it. I'm always here. <laughs> All right, well, as usual, we want to thank our editor guy and be sure to share our podcast since we have the audio version, uh, anchor.fm slash TNAS. Mm -hmm. uh, make sure that you share that with, you know, your friends, family, whatever, you know, just make sure you let them know it's a spicy podcast. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> and also a giant shout out to, um, Bailey and Nathan and, 
um, the people that we're close to that are supporting us and yes, listening to us. Yeah. And letting us have the feedback and telling us that we're funny. Just, we appreciate you guys more than you think that we do. Yes. And we are so thankful that we have people in our lives that are supporting us while we venture into this journey that we're on. To those of you that have reached out to me on OnlyFans and said that you're really enjoying the podcast, thank you for that. Yes. Thank you, Amanda, Kelly. Uh, who else do we have listening? We've got some of your family members are mm -hmm. listening. Um, Kiki is listening. My, my birth mom listens to, she yeah. listened to a couple of our episodes. Yeah. She really enjoyed them. So yeah, so, and if we've missed anybody's name, I apologize. Yeah, get it. Just shout us out. Exactly. We'll, you know, we'll, we'll thank you on the episode. We'll, we'll always give shout outs to the people that, um, give us that that feedback and, and tell us, you know, Hey, this was really funny or Hey, you should do another one of those. Cause mm -hmm. that was really good. Yeah. You know, we, we love any comments that you want to give us or any advice you want to give us or anything like that. We're still new at this. We're still learning, mm -hmm. but it's fun. And the process has been a blast. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, I think we'll say goodbye until next Tuesday. Yeah. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.